You're a bad man, Julio. Sometimes. I didn't have to get old to know what this song meant. Pretty straightforward? Yeah. Yeah. Was this on Get Rich or Die Trying? She wants to take you to the candy shop. Yeah, correct. That's awesome. You don't want any, you don't want any of his candy? <laughs> no, actually I don't. I uh Willy Wonka. I'm not, right? I'm not I'm not judging anybody with how you live your lifestyle, but I uh, I don't want any of 50 cents candy. Just asking. It's just a question. Yeah, I'm okay on that. From the 913, great radio as usual, Dustman. Thank you. I think we've got uh I think we've got the name. Dustman is the way to go. We're 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 sticking with that. Or uh I, guess. I, I crown myself as the the text line champion. The T, Mr. TLC. Nah. Gotta be the people's champion. Nah, Dustman's be better. Te- you gotta do yeah, Dustman's fine. Dustman's better. Yeah. Um All right. Let's get into the out of left field question. This is After Hours. We do this every single evening that we are on at 8 o'clock. We'll do it again tomorrow night. We'll also have Richard of the Week. Uh, Jay Binkley at 6.15. Working on a Chiefs player that was in that Buffalo game in 94. So we're trying to get that as well. But as we do every single night at 8 o'clock, we do the out of left field question. 913-586-7610. Julio, as always, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? Yes, sir. You started last week, so I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and start this week. Okay. Um, this one's uh, maybe going back a little bit, but um, first one that came to mind for me mm-hmm. was Like a Prayer, Madonna. What's the meaning of that song? So she's down on her knees. No way. To take you there. No, it's not. Yes. It's not religious. Like a prayer. Yeah. No. The, you know, when you're praying, the position that when you're praying. You call my name. Yeah. You know what's crazy is in college, the Tri Sigmas would all stand on top of the bar and sing that song in unison. And I never knew why. Yeah, well, well now you do. Now you do. It was for a reason. You think they knew Not that? surprised by a sorority girl. Do you think they knew the real meaning of that song? Like yes, the yes. Like, back, back in the day when it came out, it was a big controversy because of... Really? It was basically mocking religion sexually. Yeah, 100%. Wow. I'm today years old that I knew that. You're welcome. Like a prayer yeah. is She's about... She's dressed like a nun uh-huh. and like, yeah, man. When you call my name, Just think about the lyrics. Knees, I can take you She's going to take you Ooh, there. In the midnight hour. In the midnight hour. I can hour. feel your power. Right. She feels your power. Oh, my gosh. It's right there for you, sir. I've got to go to church. Right there. Sunday. Feel dirty. Oh, my Lord. I had no idea. Julio, you're a dirty human being. <laughs> so I've been told. Oh, my Lord. All right, Dustman, what you got? So I have two. Uh, one is uh, Brick by Ben Folds 5. I had no idea that song was about abortion. All right, we're going there. That uh, took a quick left turn. Yeah, didn't but know that's that what either. that song is I didn't know that. Didn't know. So is Lightning Crashes. You know the that song as well? Yep. Didn't know that. And then the other one, which I can't say that... Uh, I guess I can, I'm not going to say the drug, but like the one I didn't know until I became like a early 20s dust man was Semi Charm Kind of Life. That song, I believe, is about crystal meth. Oh, okay. Yeah. I took the hit that I was living, then I bumped again, then I bumped again and said, how do I get back there to the place? Yeah, didn't know that. I had no idea either. The other thing that I, as I got older, Eric Hosmer is a pretty dirty man. Because if you remember... You knew what he was doing. Eric Hosmer's walk-up music, 
It was a rap song made very familiar or very famous by Travel and Lil Scrappy. I'm not going to say the title on the air, but you know the song. No, we we need a hint. Mm. Drop, drop a hint. What does it rhyme with? But. Yeah. Some blank is the title of the song. Some okay. blank. I can't say the word FCC, my boss. I want to keep doing this for a mm-hmm. while. But I didn't know that the 30-second intro were bed springs rocking. And when Mr. 35, number okay. one in your hearts, every time he came to the bat was, I'm like, oh. And it'd always be like, what it is? What's up? And I'm like, there it goes. Eric Hosmer? You just connected the dots for people. I was like, Eric Hosmer? Really? In Kansas City with Dayton Moore? Like, how did that get approved? 913-586-7610. What's a song that you listened to that as you got older, you found out the true meaning of? What about uh, Love Gun? I mean, I know what that means. Yeah. Cherry Pie by Warrant. Jammed out to it as a kid, became a teenager, and figured out what it was about. Did you not see the video? (laughs) The one that's really got me intrigued, which I didn't know, is Macarena. The hell's the Macarena about? Am I that dumb? Is that a dirty song? I mean, the dance doesn't seem dirty. Right? Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. Yeah, I still don't know if that's a real... I mean, I really don't know what... Follow Me by Uncle Cracker is about cheating? Follow Me, everything will be all right. I'll be the one to take you home at night. About uh, Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer. Yeah, I knew that. Right? Yeah, I learned that when I was like... Because you know you always had that one bad kid in school that'll tell you everything that you don't want to know? Yeah. Always one. Yeah. Because I had Bloodhound Gang CD that had mammals on it. Oh, yes. Which I knew what that, oh, that yes. song was about. Right. But there were other songs on that album where, like, one kid, like, his family just didn't have a filter. They didn't care. And they told him everything they wanted. Normally don't take phone calls, but we'll do it anyway. Ferris, go ahead. What's your song that you realized as you got older was had a different meaning? It was uh, Foghat Slow Ride. There you go. Foghat Slow Ride? Yes. I think we know what that's about at this point in our lives, I believe. We do. I mean, I always thought it was about cars, you know, going faster and faster, you know, racing cars. But no. It's about. I got older. Yeah. More mature, I realized what the song was about. This yeah. is this is not about a locomotive. No. Not at all. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ferris. Yeah. Slow ride. Take it easy. What about uh, Genie in a Bottle? Some old Christina Aguilera. Well, I mean, the, the middle the lyrics ought to let you know about right? that. You got to rub me the right way. Sweet Home Alabama, the reference to Neil Young's Southern Man, which is Leonard Skinner felt blame the entire South for, yeah. yeah. What about Summer of uh, summer of 69? Little that's Brian Adams. About, that's just about a summer, right? It, it is not. Oh, okay. There's a reason why he uses the year 69. There's a lot of sex in music. Summer. Subliminal or not. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, Sex sells. I think another one that got me at one point when I was, because I had the Garth Brooks double live album when he was in New York. And I listened to like, whenever we drive to Springfield to see family, I'd listen to that nonstop. Have you ever heard the song That Summer? 
by Garth Brooks? I'm not. So that song is about a virgin who goes to this lady's house to do, like, yard work. And then they have a little moment. That summer is about a young man finding an older lady, and they connected. He went to work with her that summer. The sweat, the moonlight, and the lace. And I never knew what that meant. I thought he was talking about coasters and dinner time. A different dinner time. Pumped up kicks by, yeah, that's a, we know that's a brutal song. Yeah. Yeah, Macarena was a working girl. That's true. It's true. It's, uh, We're out here, you're yeah, doing yeah. the dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Everyone's getting down to it, not, not realizing. Yeah, it's true. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me Gangman Style by that one dude's got some whole different meaning. Hey, sexy lady. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> you got to think. Uh, uh, Jolene by Dolly Parton. That's uh, dirty. It's pretty straightforward. I don't know. Every it? song is, is just it? dirty. That's why we do the out of left field question. I get, I get intelligence. So you're telling me milkshake is not about milkshakes. No. Oh, okay. You've seen that video. I have. That's Khalees, right? I hate that song. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can't say La Cucaracha it. was about a cockroach who lost his weed. Let's hope he found it. Uh, this is a funny story. You know the song, You Shook Me All Night Long? Yep. We were in an Uber, my ex and I were, and the guy had a tablet, and you could play your own music. <laughs> and the funniest thing ever happened, she picks You Shook Me All Night Long, and she goes, oh, this used to be my dad's favorite song. <laughs> I wonder what. Straight yeah. up, dude. And didn't even think twice about it. Straight up. Did, did you bring this to her, her attention? Like, I looked at her and I was like, you know what this song's about, right? She's like, no. Ruined and I was it. like. I hope you ruined it for her. I was like, well, it's about going all night long. And she's like, shut up. And I was like, immediately change the song. This is this is <laughs> yeah. why you're no longer together, Dusty. <laughs> I ruined it. Exact reason. Oh. Oh. Where Everybody Knows Your Name, also known as The Opening to Cheers, a crazy mind-bending song. That song's dirty? Pop, Lock, and Drop It is about shooting people? I would assume. I guess. You know, speaking of Nelly, uh, Country Grammar, that's a, that's about, uh, that's like gang violence, I'm pretty sure. Street Sweeper? That's, that's true. A, that's a chopper, right? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Easy. Answer is December. 1963, the right answer is Let Me Take You Home Tonight by Boston. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that Two Tickets to Paradise isn't about a paradise. Dustman, here's a few for you. Night Moves, knew that one. And Fire Down Below by Seager, huge Seager fan, so I knew what Night Moves was. A little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Love that song. You know what song was dirty? Mm -hmm. Too Close. Do you remember the group next? What's that? You remember the group Next? Vaguely. The song Too Close? Oh, yeah. I'm getting too close. Step back to your dancing kind of close. Mm-hmm. I feel a little poke coming through. Do you remember that? On you. Yep. I love that song. That. I can't believe it. Music is just dirty undertones. But it's always, it's not a generation. Like, I feel like people look back and be like, oh, this new generation is so, so dirty. But if you look back at all mm-hmm. the different genres, there's always, it's always been subliminal or not yeah. in music. Sex like has the, been part of it. I just love the people that come out and just just say it. Like, ready for the world, let me Don't love you Don't sugarcoat it, yep. Yeah, just, here we go. Just throw it out there. We gonna do it tonight. Here's yep. the song. It never really mattered too much to me that I was too damn dope for you. Your friends say I'm too young for you. 
Have you actually listened to the lyrics of the song, Escape the Pina Colada song? No, I have not. I have not. I just had another ACDC, Whole Lot of Rosie. Not familiar. Don't know it. Yeah, Night Moves is great. Night Moves is fantastic. That's a, like, 11.47 p.m., late spring, early summer patio music where you you switch to the tequila on the rocks and then you kind of, like, see where it goes, you know? Candy Shop by 50. Thought they were talking about candy store at Crown Center. <laughs> no. A different store. Oh. Cirillus. What I was talking about. Yeah. All right. 913-586-7610. What's a song that you listened to that as you got older, you found the truth out and it surprised you? Mm. Mm. Garth Brooks, that summer. Listen to it. You'll fall in love with that song. I swear to God. Because we've all had that fantasy. I think we've all been there. I think I'm still there. Either way, clean it up. On the other side, we'll get back into the Chiefs versus the Bills and everything that goes into this game, including audio from Patrick Mahomes. It's now time. It's time to be the anti-hero. Perfect season, too, because Taylor Swift is just melting all over this fantastic season that we're watching. It's Julio Sanchez of Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. That's right. Chemistry is key in relationships. That's why Julio and I work out. Not together, like as in a team on the radio. I thought together, but... Yeah, uh, you'd kill me. I just do walking and, like, bands. I don't really do much else. Um, Your biggest fan, Mary, my stepmother, she said there were so many 80s songs that I just listened to for the music, and now that I actually think about the lyrics, that it's no wonder my mom didn't want me to listen to it. But maybe recently, Father Figure by George Michael. I like it. And then she like said, it. also along, and along Julio's line of Madonna, like a virgin, and I'm keeping my baby. Madonna like just was out here. For just, sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we should have known what that was. Yeah. 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 She wasn't really a virgin, but... Don't 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 judge her. Maybe she was, you know. Little Red Riding Hood by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. There's a movie, and I forget what it's called, but it's got Oliver Platt and Bruce Willis in it, and I think Oliver Platt is the bad guy, and he plays that song before he takes a victim. It's like Little Red Riding Hood. It's like really creepy. Speaking of Buffalo Bills, uh, Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus, the scene where Buffalo Bills getting all weird in Silence of the Lambs, that song's a banger, dude. But, it, like, every time I hear that song, I just think of that dance move that he pulls in that movie where he's got the skin suit on. You're also thinking of uh, Indecent Proposal. Is that, that what that it's movie? called? That's correct. That movie's awesome. It was. Like, Bruce Willis, I believe, is like a uh, lake sheriff or something like that. Indecent Proposal is what that movie is? Correct. That movie's awesome. I haven't seen it in probably 25 years, but when I saw it, I was like, this movie's okay. All right. Julio and Dusty, do you all know, is it Desiree? 
by Neil Diamond? If not, got to learn that one. Neil from Lone Jack. Not familiar, but uh, we might have to. Music is mostly comprised of drugs, sex, and violence. Then toss in some love songs. <laughs> yeah, pretty I mean, much. Ain't wrong. Yeah. Ain't wrong. There's a band that I listened to this past summer that's literally, I think, three members. And it'll shock you by zero amount at the end of this little snidbit. But the band's called Morphine. Their instruments are a bass guitar, a saxophone, and a drum. And I'm pretty sure the lead singer collapsed and died on stage at a concert from a heroin overdose. Middle of the concert. Not ironic at all. Yeah, but they have a good song called All Your Way and Cure for Pain. Those were two of their songs I listened to. It's very depressing music, as you can imagine, by a band named Morphine. Um, But yeah. Follow Me by Uncle Cracker was the first song I knew all the words to. And you didn't know that it was about cheating in a relationship. Marvin Gaye, Sexual Healing. Come on. You heard the music at the top of this segment. Anti-hero. It fits, right? We, we kind of have fun with putting things together. The anti-hero is, in this situation, I believe, Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is ready to embrace that. I think Patrick Mahomes is okay with it, right? This is the first time that he's going to travel in the playoffs outside of the Super Bowl, and he's going to go to Orchard Park and play Buffalo where he's knocked them out of the playoffs twice and has a chance to do it third time in four years. I'm extremely excited, honestly. I mean, I know it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, They have a great fan base, um, and it'll be packed. And, uh, I I mean, I've watched on TV, but I get to really experience that fan base in person um, at the stadium in Buffalo. Um, But uh, I've always been been a fan of the game. Um, I think more than anything, I like getting to go to other stadiums and experience that type of stuff and see – what the, the stadiums I've watched growing up and those great games, see what it's like and get to play in those environments. And so I know it's going to be hostile. Um, I know they're going to be wanting to win that football game, and I'm sure there'll be some trash talking going on. Um, but when you look back on it, uh, it'll be a great memory to be able to go up there and play in a playoff game in a great environment. There's no better time than now for Patrick Mahomes to really lean into and embrace that villain role. In fact, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I do think this is going to be one of those types of games. And... I mentioned this this morning on Fox 4. If you watched, I appreciate it. If not, it's all right. If the Chiefs keep winning, we'll keep being on there. But this is going to be one of those, I believe, cigarette-type games, right? This is I've said this before in years past. It's one of those games where it's like after it's over, you're like, all right, man, I needed that, right? Um, And this is one of those things where Buffalo, now last year they ran into Cincinnati and – then it was Chiefs Cincinnati, and we had to have that last year. That was just something where we just we we needed that matchup in the AFC Championship game again because of all the trash talking that Cincinnati had been bringing in, and the way the season before that had ended. And now Cincinnati not in the picture. Next man up, which is the rivalry that has been Buffalo Kansas City, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And I think the thing that's great about this is that sometimes. You know, what's the quote from the Dark Knight? Either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's exactly what Patrick Mahomes is doing, right? Patrick Mahomes is in his sixth year. He's never lost in the divisional round. He's been to five consecutive AFC Championship games. He hasn't had to travel. It's not like it's his fault. I mean, I guess it is in like a weird way. But it's not like the NFL is like, nah, the AFC Championship game is always going to be in the same place that it was last year. That's not, that's just dumb. That's not how it works. 
It just seems that they take care of business and can still have that situation again this year if things go right with Baltimore and Houston, which might things go right. That means Houston beats Baltimore. But this is one of those times where I think Patrick Mahomes can really lean into this role because we've always advocated this, and I will never forget this because of what Danny Parkin said, which is more hate in sports, more love in the world. Embrace this. I know that's not necessarily his character, but the way the last Buffalo game ended, right? Canarius Tony offsides, wipes out one of the greatest plays of the season with the backwards pass to him from Travis Kelsey, takes away Travis Kelsey's 1,000-yard season. I don't know. Maybe. But he doesn't need those 16 yards in the last game. Anyways. And there's that, right? You look back at what it was when they lost that game and when they got that call and Patrick Mahomes lost his mind, right? Showed the true passion, the anger, and the the disgust of what this season had been with the ups and downs of drop passes, penalties, calls, whatever you want to say. And now all the factors lead into a time where Patrick Mahomes can, in fact, really lean into that villain role. And it's not like he has to go out of his way and say something on 610 Sports Radio or say something in a pregame interview or say something at a podium where people just take it out of context. No, he just keeps winning which makes him that villain because people eventually myself included, you get tired of seeing the same people win unless it's your team, right? Like I want the chiefs to keep winning because I want to keep having next week's content to give to the people. I don't want to start talking about the off season yet. It might happen. We'll adjust, but we'll have more fun if we're talking about another round of playoff games. You get me. And this is one of those things where now, now Patrick Mahomes, has to go to Buffalo. And right, Buffalo's had a ton of heartbreak. They've never won a Super Bowl. They're a team that went to four consecutive Super Bowls. And if you're listening and you're a young kid and you weren't alive in 1992 or 1994 or any of those years where the Chiefs went to Buffalo and lost those games, you remember what it was like. You know, maybe your dad, maybe your grandpa, maybe your Uncle Larry. I don't know. But they watched those games. Right In 94, they watched the Chiefs' best opportunity with Joe Montana lay self by himself on the field, helpless, most likely concuss. Dave Craig would come in. Buffalo would win 30-13. to 13. In 92, they would be the Chiefs as well, 37-14. to 14. That's the last time the Chiefs have been in Buffalo for the playoffs. And now, for the first time in his career, Patrick Mahomes will travel to that city and play Buffalo in that stadium on that field. As an underdog, let's not forget that, right? Kansas City minus two and a half is what it opened up with. Or plus two and a half, I should say. Right? They're the underdog. So you can't gaslight this like they did at the end of the year when they had the Super Bowl parade. Ah, the Chiefs gaslight. Nobody was saying that stuff. Bull crap. I've already given you two receipts of two guys have already said, give me Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. So it's there. Like, it's cooking. And there's audio, there's visuals, there's whatever you want. There is no gaslighting in this. It's the perfect time to go do this. It's the first time since 94 that the Chiefs will travel to Buffalo for a playoff game. The Chiefs have knocked Buffalo out in an AFC Championship game where Josh Allen showed his ass, started a fight in the middle of the field, throwing a football in a player's face, 
the 13th second game where Josh Allen probably played the best game of his entire career all for nothing. And then the rules changed, but for Buffalo, not Kansas City, because it was in previous years, the Chiefs challenged that rule, but it didn't get passed. But then Buffalo did it, but nobody bats an eye. Buffalo is a team that got to go back a game. Again, hazardous conditions. I get it. Public safety is number one. Player safety as well. Buffalo's the one that got the favor there. Buffalo's that got the favor with the change. Not the Chiefs. The Chiefs just continue to play football and win games in the playoffs when it matters. And now on the first time that this man has to travel to a different place in the playoffs, if you can go in there and win, and it's a big if, it's a huge if, people will then find themselves in a very, very gray area of do we hate him because he's overpopulated and everything about Patrick Mahomes is liquidated and you're tired of hearing it? Or do you hate him because you ain't him? And I think it leans more to the second because we've seen history in the past. In fact, I think the only athlete that never was truly hated because how good they were was probably Michael Jordan. Now, a different story in Boston and Detroit. I get that. But, like, people started to hate Tom Brady. People started to hate LeBron James. People started to hate Steph Curry. I don't watch a whole lot of hockey, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who hated Wayne Gretzky. Sid the Kid, right? Winning is contagious, but it also brings out a different side of sports fans. If there could be a moment where Patrick Mahomes does, in fact, beat Buffalo, give me another finger count of one, two, three. Because that'd be the third time he's beaten Buffalo in the playoffs and ended their season. The other thing about this is Patrick Mahomes has a chance to completely ruin this Buffalo franchise. Because I do believe this is it. Buffalo is stacked against the cap. This is the fourth year of that system. And this would be the third time in those four years that Patrick Mahomes himself and the Chiefs would end their season. And then it's just like, we can't beat him. Oh, oh, by the way, do you remember who traded the Chiefs picks for the Chiefs to acquire Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, man. Lean in to heal Mahomes. I'm ready for it. Coming up on the other side, audio from James Palmer to explain to you what was going on pre and post game with this defense and why this defense has everything it needs right now to win a Super Bowl, but they also have the other component, the one we just talked about, Patrick Mahomes. It's Julio Sanchez and Dusty Likens. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. 